You are listening to Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. Expand your mind and keep it love. This is episode 148 and I'm your host Miguel. So as the lockdown state continues, we have to retool, rethink and re-strategize our approaches to our world and how we integrate with it. And that's one of the reasons for this episode. I'm having two sound clips from one from David Goggins, who is a Navy SEAL, as you know, and an ultra marathoner and an all around psycho slash awesome dude, kind of like a Superman kind of dude. And the next one is Dr. Bruce Lipton, who gets into the epigenetics, the self, the perception of the world, and he breaks down how your body is comprised of billions of smaller bodies, which are the cells in our bodies. And he gets into how each of those cells has its own respiratory system, digestive system, central nervous system, and a brain or nucleus. So it's it's really interesting the way he breaks it down from a doctor's perspective. And you're not going to hear this from too many other people besides Bruce Lipton himself. He has a great book that's called The Biology of Belief, which I read a few years back. And it really, really, really had a huge impact on my life, the way I see things and how you're way of thinking and your perception of the world really dictates the direction of your health not so much the environment but what what uh how you perceive the environment and how each cell has these little antennae and these antennae communicate with one another and they all transmit back up to the brain which processes the feedback and it's it's really interesting stuff some of you may have heard uh bruce lipton before but uh if not you're in for a treat and of course david goggins you know so let's get into the clips and uh and do give this a good listen because each of these clips are really edifying in in different ways so yeah i want to just thank you for listening and namaste and remember to uh give me a good five-star rating comment subscribe and tell your friends about the podcast thank you and uh, namaste When you look in a mirror and see yourself and you see like one person looking back, it's that is not true. You are made out of 50 trillion cells and the cells are the living entities. So you are a community, not a single person. But your mind is the government for the 50 trillion cells. And if you have a good government, you have health. The secret I found out is two. First part is to know, to have the the knowledge. But the second part is the most important. And that part is you must actually use the science in your life or it doesn't work. So the powerful part is in the mind. Every function that you see in the human body is already present in every cell. Every cell has a respiratory, a digestive, an excretory system, a nervous system, and even immune system in every single cell. So it's easier to understand how one cell works than to try to understand how 50 trillion cells work. There are two beliefs about how life works and their very different opposing beliefs. These beliefs come from the time of the ancient Greeks before Christ. 
And the first belief is from a man called Democritus. He is the man that gave us the word Adam. And this is what he said about how life works. What you see physically is all there is. There's nothing in the empty space. If you want to understand life, then you have to understand atoms. And that means uncuttable. The smallest thing is an atom. And there's atoms and then there's empty space. So atoms are in space. And then motion is when atoms hit each other and bounce like a billiard ball. So life is atoms colliding with each other. A completely different point of view is provided by Socrates. He has a dualistic vision. One is there's an invisible energy which he calls a form or a soul that gives shape to matter. This energy was here before life and will be here forever. The energy is separate from matter. That the energy is perfect and ideal and it is unchanging. So there are two beliefs of how cells are controlled. One is the control comes from the outside in and the other is that the control is from the inside and goes out. The belief of the outside control is from Socrates that a form or a soul comes in and gives life. And the followers of, of uh, Socrates are spiritualists. In contrast, the followers of Democritus talk about atoms and mechanism. And in the, today's world, religion is the follower of Socrates and science follows Democritus. So conventional science is reductionistic. It takes things apart and studies pieces. But the new physics says, no, you have to study wholeness because you cannot separate the energy. So when a doctor looks at a sick patient in his office, he looks at his physical body and tries to understand what's going on. But what we all know about wholeness is that what affects the patients is his job, the family, the environment, the community, so that to study illness, you can't see it just in the physical body. So this is how energy waves interact. I drop two rocks at, from the, the same size rocks from the same height at the same time and they hit the water. The ripples are in phase and they come toward each other. The question is what happens when the waves meet? So the two waves interfere with each other and the result when they're in phase is the wave is more powerful, okay? It is called constructive interference, okay? There is an opposite effect. This time I drop the two rocks from the same height but I drop one before the other. And the ripples come toward each other but they're out of phase. So two waves can interfere and cancel each other out. This is called destructive interference. You have all experienced this in your life. Constructive interference is called good vibes and destructive interference, bad vibes. So uh, let's say it's uh, a Saturday night and you have to go to a party and you're tired and you go to the party and you meet some people who are in wave harmony, and the waves are in harmony with you. And your energy and their energy in phase gives you more power, 
And then you are walking around with on your feet, on your toes, very high, constructive interference. Bad vibes. You are in a scary place and you feel the energy go. What is going on is there's energy in the field that conflicts with you and it cancels your energy. Bad vibes. All animals and all plants communicate with vibration. The gazelle doesn't have to go up to the lion and say, are you my friend? Because at the distance, the energy could be felt and the gazelle will not go there because of bad vibes. If we were, when we were young, were taught to be sensitive to the vibrations, we would not find ourselves in bad relationships and bad places. But we are usually told not to go by our feelings, but to listen to what people have to say. Language was designed to hide feelings. So the point is, all organisms communicate by vibrations and know if they're in a good place or a bad place by reading the vibrations. But we humans have that ability, but are not trained to use that ability. When we see people, like if I look at the audience or you see us, we see people as physical particles and machines. But that's an illusion because what we are, are interacting waves. That's why one person can affect another person just by being in the field. What can cause disease? There's only two things. Either the protein is bad or the signal is bad. Now, people with bad proteins got them from birth defects because if you were born with defective genes and the genes make the protein, then the protein is defective. But less than 5% of the population has birth defects. That means 95% of the people should have a healthy, happy existence. But if you were one of the healthy people and now you are sick, what would cause the problem? All right, there are only three ways to mess up the signal. One, trauma. So if I fall off the stage, the signal is, is uh, interfered with. Number two, toxins. If the chemistry is not good inside the body, the signal cannot be passed through bad chemicals. Both of these interfere with the propagation of the signal. But the third one is thought the mind. There is nothing wrong with the body. It's just sending the wrong signal at the wrong time. So if you change your thought and your mind, you can change the biology. The mind is the primary cause of illness on our planet today. What is the name of the switch that controls your biology? Perception. And why that's important is that it's you and how you see the world that controls the biology. So conclusion number one, perception controls behavior. Yet every day the media still tells you that genes control this and genes control that. And then people get nervous about what genes are in their family. If you look for the disease, you can create the disease 
through epigenetics. If you change your perception, you change the reading of your genes. If someone tells you you're going to have a disease and you believe that, then you can create the disease. If you're not willing to go in there and face yourself, you're not gonna find anything. You're gonna live right here on surface, man, right here on surface. So if there is an ending to this world and there is somewhere to go and there's a judgment, you're gonna get there and you might see a chart and that chart may tell you who the fuck you should have been. And now you get the rest of your life to think about that. Man, I could have lived a much better life if I just would have just suffered a little bit more. If I just would have went in that and realized I had so much more, but fear and the 40% and living here versus living here, being afraid, stop me. Your biggest enemy, your biggest, the most important conversation you will ever have in your life is the one you have with yourself. You wake up with it, you walk around with it, you go to bed with it, eventually you're gonna act on it. Whether you're good or bad, you have to, that's why the whole thing about this book I have, it's about you. It is about you. It's strictly about you finding who you are. So many people die, live a hundred years, never know who they are. Never know who they are. You have to look in that mirror and know this, there's so much more in here, man. Because I can literally right now be a 300 pound guy spraying for cockroaches still to this day. If I did not look in that mirror and say, there, there has to be more to this. This can't be it. And then willing to go into it, dive deep into it and give all I have to find it. So that's what, it's, that's what all that's about. Let's say there's 10 people in this room and we're all mediocre but I'm the best of the mediocre people. I now think I'm great. I'm great. We surround ourselves around people that make us feel great. They tell us what we want to hear. The second we put ourselves amongst the uncommon people, we don't like that feeling, that challenging feeling that, of, of that person who's waking up at 3.30 in the morning and says, hey, push your on, we're going for a run. We don't like that challenge. We like that person who says, hey, you know what, man, I don't feel good today, man. And they say, oh, it's okay, brother. We'll take a day off, man. We'll get a pizza and watch the game. We like that. We, we love that feeling. Why? Because you understand, man, we're good, bro. We don't want that motherfuckers like this. Hey, man, no, bro. Get your fucking shit on, man. Stop being a punk. We don't want that in our lives. We don't want that person who's constantly challenging our weaknesses. We want that person who's constantly, you know, making us feel nice and good and secure in ours. That's the mediocrity of life. We want to be the best amongst the average people. People wonder, how do you stay hungry all the time? Because after I accomplish something, I don't sit back like a lot of guys who graduate buds, graduate this, graduate that. They get comfortable. They wonder why I'm getting weak, man. I don't know, I lost my edge. What's going on? Because once you hit the top of the fucking mountain, guess what happened? I'm good. I'm good. So you wonder why you're falling down now. 
Because once you're at the top of the mountain, you got to build a another one. That's mediocrity. There's a lot of people in mediocrity who have a nice resume, but they're one-timers, man. They hit, they hit a one-time deal, they busted it open, got a lot of money, but they're good. You're mediocre now, man. What are you doing today, tomorrow, the next day? That's why I'm listening to theorists. I don't listen to all that bullshit. I'm listening to a mother who's like this, man. What's wrong, man? I'm tired, dude. Why are you tired? Because tomorrow, I gotta do the fucking shit again, man. Whatever it is that made me fucking nauseous and sick to my stomach, it made me hurt. There's no ending. And that's the person I listen to. That's the person who's gained knowledge. You gain knowledge through suffering. And on the other end of suffering is a world that very few, very few have ever seen. It's a beautiful world because that's where you find yourself. You don't find yourself in over here. You find yourself on the other end. Like, like the 100 mile race I was on, I ran it for 24 hours. I found myself on the other end of that race. That 19 hours, I found, wow, there's a whole nother world out here that I've never even saw, but the world's in your mind. And that's what all that mediocrity is about. The mind has the tactical advantage over you at all times. At all times of your life, the mind has a tactical advantage over you. Why is that? It knows what you're afraid of. It knows your insecurities. It knows your deep, dark lies. And it starts to push you away from that. It pushes you in a direction that is comfortable. The mind controls everything. So what I realized was that when I was growing up and I was 300 pounds and I got all fat and I got all insecure, I realized that my mind kept taking me in this direction, when things got uncomfortable for me, when I was facing my insecurities, when I was facing my fears, my mind said, oh no, we have a tactical advantage. We need to get you, separate you from this feeling. This feeling over here, life's all about feelings. We want the happy feeling. We don't want that feeling of this sucks. If in that moment, you can answer those up questions and you are now in charge of your brain versus your brain ruling you, that's where all that stuff comes from. So, so, so the 40% rule is all of that. You get to 40%, your brain says, we're done. Let's roll, man. This is starting to get painful. This is uncomfortable. So you sit down. You have to figure out ways, and everybody's different. That's how the book kind of talks about, like we all have these things about, you know, five steps to this and, and four steps to this. It's, it's a lot more than that. That's all bullshit. It's, it's a practice that you have to, it's a habit. So if you know that at 40%, I'm still, you know, I'm feeling pain. At 40%, I'm feeling pain. That's where the 40% rule kicks in. Now it starts, okay, I'm, I'm feeling pain. My mind's saying all this to me. It's saying, get out of here, run, flee. The fight or flight kicks in. Okay, we're done, we're not good enough. It starts telling you all these things. You start to believe it, because the mind controls all. This is the time where you have to gain control back of your mind. It's okay. Let me see if I can go 45%. And once you start giving yourself more and more hope and start realizing, okay, the mind starts to be, okay, what, what are you doing? We're supposed to be going right and you're going left. You start then controlling your mind. Start finding more in, you know, in yourself. And then it goes from 40% to a lot further than that. But that's the start of it though. Get to the spot where your mind is saying stop. Wherever that is, you gotta get there first. And then that's when that starts to work for you. You gotta control yourself in that moment.
Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist. And check out my YouTube channel, Alpha Male Buddhist, and that's on YouTube. It is the podcast accompanied with video clips that integrate exactly with the podcast, so it's motivational and inspirational. I also have promotional t-shirts. If you go to my website, alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com, you can see the promotional t-shirts there. Reach out to me. Also, if you have any show notes or any suggestions that you would like to hear on the podcast, just reach out and see if I can get that done. I've been getting some really great emails and feedback from my listeners, which is great. So I want to thank you for listening and namaste.